It's ESP. The Aaron Spencer Podcast, your home base away from Mother Base for the outdated references, political humdrum, social commentary, vintage and not-so-vintage nostalgia that you crave. Would you rather have a lifetime of regret or an afternoon of mild disappointment? And of course, that weeb-ish. So without further ado, just do it! Let's get this shoe puff luncheon. Oh, I'm so glad that we used the updated one because it fades out on its own now. So Very can you nice. can you adjust that uh, yeah. that you now feed just a little bit this way? Yeah. Perfect. A like... little bit more like this way. Yeah, that's good. Oh, a little bit more that way. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to, get, to line it up so to that... get both of us in there. Yeah. That's perfect, as good as it's perfect. Get. So welcome to ESP003, Sam Francis. As promised, this is going to be an all-gaming podcast episode. Oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to move this water out of the way for our YouNow audience. So for anyone that doesn't know, if anyone's joining us for the first time, we are live on Fall River Community Media FRC Media Television, so anybody in the greater Fall River area can watch us on FRC Media, community media. We're also live streaming on You Now, and we're also on FRC Radio, so Fall River Community Radio out of Bristol Community College. You can visit www.frmedia.org slash FRC Radio. I had to make sure I got that link right because I always get it wrong. So Yeah, I got it wrong when I tried to share it in Discord earlier. Oh, Discord. So what is Discord? Tell me about Discord because everybody tell everybody oh talks about God. Discord, but I have no idea what Discord is and everybody um, talks about it. I feel like I'm in first grade and I'm like, okay. what are y'all talking you, about? Do you remember Vent back in like the heyday of WoW? A little bit Vent. closer to the microphone. Just a little bit. Oh, good. I can hear myself pretty good in the headphone. Do you remember Vent um, in the heyday of WoW? Ventrilio? Yes. Yes. Um, think of it like that, except it's also a bunch of message boards. So everybody creates their own Discord channel. A lot of streamers use it, and they have their own ones for their community to get together and talk. And each uh, channel will be um, divided into sub-channels, and you can lock them out for certain users. So you can have sub uh, subscriber-only sections of your Discord. You can have general sections of your Discord. You can make the whole thing only subscriber-only because you can link it to your Twitch account. Which means if people link their cool. Twitch account, it'll automatically set up like, oh, they're a subscriber. They get to be in the sub-only section with no extra hassle on the, on the streamer. But I'm in there all the time because um, I have a, a friend who streams. This is going to be a plug, but Caps Lock Keon from Chicago. Caps Lock Keon from he Chicago. How, how do you spell Keon? K-E-Y-O-N. Okay. Keon. Yeah. So it's literally like Caps Lock Key. On. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Very cool. So this is exciting. Now I know so. what Discord is. It, mm -hmm. The struggle is real, girl. It's the struggle right. is ask. real to get followers on on Twitch. I, that's the one thing that I've struggled with. I've had no problem promoting this show, promoting myself as a podcaster on Twitter. No problem on Tumblr. Facebook. Ha Facebook is weird because Facebook has that Facebook business. Yeah, Facebook's algorithms are, if you don't pay me, no one's going to see your stuff. Like, they've changed it up. I have friends who have those, um, like, LipSense and LuLaRoe businesses, mm -hmm. and their pages, their stuff cannot get seen. LuLaRoe, like butter. <laughs> leggings like butter, girl. Do you have any? That, I'm wearing LuLaRoe <gasps> leggings right now. Are you really? 
Yeah, aren't these cute? When I saw these, I immediately thought Legend shirt. of Zelda and Slytherin. So two of the most important things in my life. So show show the cameras. Show that camera. Show that camera. Your your Legend of Zelda shirt. Yes, and I am also wearing. We did not plan this. We no, did not I got coordinate up this morning this. and was like, I gotta go talk about video games. I'm just gonna wear a Zelda shirt. I'm wearing shirt. my Breath of the Wild T-shirt, and I have my Navi bow. So forgive that that chair. This these mics are sensitive, but that's a good thing. We have great equipment here. So thank yeah, you. Nice. Thank you, Bristol Community College. Once again, thank you for Community Media. Thank you to our local community sponsor, Tara Baker, who made this show possible, a.k.a. Tara Daxel from Mastec Roller Derby. <laughs> so check out Mastec Roller Derby. Totally not coordinated. Legend of Zelda t-shirts, my Navi bow. This is super exciting. So Sam, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, just a quick, oh, I just ummed. I'm not supposed to do that. Oh, don't um. That's but, bad. But, but every time I make a but joke, um. every time I make a joke about it, I can leave that in. Mm-hmm. That gives me that gives me free reign to come back in. And, yeah. and I get one free, so just my voice cracks. Just don't turn it into a uh, How I Met Your podcast. Mother um, drinking game like they did with Robin. You watched that episode? Oh, yeah. But I um, <laughs> and then you drink every time. <laughs> Some some parts of that show were good. I don't like it as much anymore. There's it a lot happens. of there's a lot of hashtag cishet stuff in well, there. Some shows but, just don't yeah. age well. Yes, I think that's the. But it's it's so recent, and it was the weirdest thing because after How I Met Your Mother ended, like two years later, there was this big LGBTQIA revolution, and it became like totally irrelevant. Not irrelevant, but a lot of the jokes became. Outdated. You're right. I think I think using the phrase that the show is a little dated is accurate. Yeah. I mean, you can still enjoy parts of it. Like, I'll watch Friends, and Friends. I watch it. and I'm like, oh. but I'll still I still enjoy it. So, so it's all right. You some can of it's, like it. it's you love you love to hate the old friends. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that you work for a local medical technologies company. Is there anything cool about that that you want to add? I mean, um, to me, it sounds pretty cool. Like, I, I put that on the website because that sounds boss to me. Well, like, like, advanced yeah, medical well, technologies. I like that. It's like when you uh, when you spruce up your resume to make it sound better than it really is. Yeah, uh, I'm it really started. Good. I made over, you look good, girl. It started like a year and a half ago as just a, uh, a temp job doing mm-hmm. some inventory. And then I worked so fast and so hard that they, at the end of the month, when they're supposed to let the four of us go, they let those three go and just kept me on. So, yeah, they love Strong me. women working. Um, so I just, uh, I basically do a little bit of everything. Okay. So anything they need me to do, whether it's verifications or inventory or shipments or whatnot, like doing stuff, paperwork, I do it. Have you I learned think, anything cool working for a medical um, technologies company? Well, I've learned a lot about blood serum because I've had to aliquot it. Blood serum? Serum, yes. This, the, you, when you spin it and it separates. Oh. Um, it's I knew there was some yellow. cool things that we could talk about. It's mostly yellow. Um, mm-hmm. oh, really? Some, yeah, it's weird. Huh. Uh, sometimes it'll be clear if it's if it's not serum, if it's like CSF, what I, which I forget what that stands for. Cerebrospinal fluid. There you go. So there's like a, we deal with that. Some, um, some EMT knowledge, some paramedic know. knowledge right we, there. Re- we rarely deal with whole blood, but let me tell you, serum... Like it, it pours like water. Oh, Whole blood. While it doesn't coagulate, it pours and splashes everywhere. Like it's awful. Anytime we have to work with whole blood, I make sure like that I'm that I button like I wear a bigger of the lab coat so I can button it all the way up and like make sure I don't get any on me because it just splashes everywhere while the serum base barely splashes. Is it like all. is it like one of those one of those fake me out lab coats like you see on TV or do they give you the actual personal protective gown? 
Because I don't know. It's a coat, and then it buttons. <laughs> okay, all right. So that's that's the real deal. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's that that is pretty. So I really wanted to talk about that, and I'm glad because that's actually pretty cool. And we're talking about video games and everything like that. That sounds like a pretty boss job. I mean. How many times do you see them spinning blood or something on TV, and you're like, "Whoa, is that real?" Yeah, we don't we don't do too much <laughs> That's of the what processing. You do. We're normally That's what just you do. the uh, the middleman, mm-hmm. but there are a few projects uh, that our lab manager has to do some uh, spinning for from some local like doctors' offices that they pick the blood up from 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 uh, clients. Do you do any testing that comes from police departments or emergency rooms or anything like that? Um, not directly. And we don't do the testing. We actually send it out. We're literally like just the middleman. Okay. We we get the inventory and then but we still sell you the have inventory. All the tech there, so yeah, it's kind of cool. I like awesome, it. very cool. I mean, you've been there and you've obviously proven yourself to the point where they kept you on and were like, "Hey, yeah. come they, they come join us full time." If they need me to do anything, I'll do it. That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's the way to get ahead in this. I mean, well, I mean, if you're gonna do a job, you should do it right. You know, right. you should just throw yourself into it, even if it's not what you want to do for the rest of your life, and it's not the career path right. you want to go. And down. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be dealing with YouTube ad revenues at some point. Hopefully, that's that's the that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But again, so Fall River Community Media is a, is a nonprofit, but eventually, obviously, the the finished product is re-edited, retooled, some special effects are added, and then we just put it on YouTube. So. Okay, we're good. So basically, so that that little pause and really silence. Quick, can you hear the cough drop? No, but I can hear I can hear a clock ticking. Okay. And it's bothering. I just want to make sure that the cough drop when it knocks against my teeth, you can't hear it when my mouth is shut. I'm I'm wondering. I didn't I didn't pick that up last time, but I wonder if I really listen if I can hear the clock ticking. Like, <laughs> in I in post show editing, that I, would be funny. I don't know. I didn't hear it on in either of the other podcasts on YouTube. So you might have you might not have had it, or you might have gotten. I think it out. your friend's asking you a question because that's that's your friend with the bluish, right? Yeah. What is she up to? Um, she says that it comment. sounds like a terrible job because it has blood in it and she doesn't like it. Oh, yeah. Stella's from Hawaii, actually. So Ooh. now you've got someone from Hawaii that's, watching that's you. That's awesome. <laughs> Hashtag sponsor me, Kappa, is what she just said. <laughs> I've never I've never been to Hawaii. I don't. Me either. Yeah. I've been to Japan, which we were just talking about. Yeah. And you're lucky. coming with me next time I go. So you are pursuing a degree in English from UMass Boston? No, Dartmouth. 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 Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your uh, your journey through education. So I know you're almost done. You're almost done. You're going to be going back as soon as you can. But mm-hmm. you're what, one semester away yep. from being complete. Uh, two semesters. I have a whole year okay. left. So right. I've I've got three years under my belt. I just have one left. But that's good for and a bachelor's. I will I will get my bachelor's in English. Yep. Uh, literature concentration. So a lot of reading, a lot of analyzing, a lot of critical thinking type stuff we've done, which is cool. I liked my classes a lot when I took them. I even took a whole class on Jane Austen. It was amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. I actually really like Jane Austen. My, my, my nana before um, she passed was huge on Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. So we used to watch. We used to watch all of the PBS, Jane, oh the PBS God. versions of all of the Jane Austens. Some of those of are better than Austen some of the novels. newer movies, though. Let's be honest. Yes. Yes. So she wrote *Sense and Sensibility* and *Pride and Prejudice*, right? Yes, both of them. Those are two of the Mr. ones. Mr. Darcy. Oh my God, you don't even understand. *Pride How and many... Prejudice* is one of my absolute favorite books. How many people are gonna get that joke? Like one, <laughs> one maybe out of, <laughs> hopefully more, because I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to think that that the that the written arts have not in the PBS and everything like that has not been lost. Stella pointed out that Milana is Polynesian. Polynesian. Okay. So Thank you very much. Philippines is wrong. Yes. We're, but thank you. We Stella. were both wrong. Shame on us. I was closer though. Thank you for clarifying. Moana takes place in Polynesia? 
well, islands that would one day become Polynesia, technically, ah, okay. I think. Love that movie. We talked about it on the last podcast. I did see that, yeah. Such did. a great movie. Hey, hey is the best character. <laughs> I love Hey, hey. And hey, the, hey the Coconut favorite. Pirates. No. Nope. Everything hey, hey. about that movie All is great. Hey hey. hey, hey is wonderful. So why did you choose English for a major? Do you want to produce content or do you want to teach? Mix of both? Well, what was your drive at the time I wanted English? to teach. See, mm-hmm. um, I have a lot of passions and a lot of interests. And the problem is when you like a lot of stuff, it's hard to just nail down one. So by the time I finally I got out that. of high school and I jumped into college, my first semester or two was actually, I was a liberal arts major. I was just taking my my prereqs. Most of us do that. And getting that all out of the way. And then um, I almost dual majored in uh, English and history, but I can't remember dates to save my life when it comes to history. So I was like, I'll just go with English. The, the dates <laughs> the dates and times part of history is not only is it outdated, but it's also really difficult. To, it's really difficult to follow and, and really difficult to learn. History yeah. now. I like ancient civilizations more right. than I like more modern history anyway. Okay. Like the, so it's just... I was like, eh, I can just read about that stuff. I don't need to actually major in it. For our academic nerds out there, or any other fellow history majors, you'll know that the new way of teaching history is more about breaking down the time period, breaking down culture, breaking down cultural norms, societal norms. We're stepping away from the great man or the great man or woman theory. Fortunately, history is very, so very cishet. So, so it's a little sociology in there, too, when it's teaching, kind of? Yes. Sounds yeah. like. That's it, really good. I like that a lot. It's more to do with culture and society and about what the average person was doing during that historical time period versus the the great men. The new way of teaching history is more about all of the above and... It's a lot more focused on women's studies, on LGBTQIA studies. It's a lot more focused on art and we're moving away from military history. That's what mm. I was trying to say. So most history over the past couple of hundred years, especially in Western society, was taught from a military history standpoint. Whereas the new way of history is about everything I just said. Society, culture, women, LGBTQIA, art, all the above. Kind of cool if you really think about it. No, I mean, that's... It's an educational revolution in academia, I think which it I needs can really to be appreciate. Because history has always been written by the winners, as they say. Mm. And when that happens, you sort of, you sort of just glance over all of the all of the atrocities and all of the things that the winners did to get to be yep. the winner. And that's something Preach. we definitely need to not do anymore. <laughs> Preach, girl. Uh, yeah, this is gonna sound really dumb, but I promise you. I no. mean, no, it is. It's gonna sound. You're valid. Bad. I haven't really talked with too many people about this, but I didn't find out until like last year that there were roles in the game community that didn't exactly mean I had to start at the bottom and be a code monkey, which I can't do. Uh, Things like community manager, which is something I can absolutely do. I mean, I did that for three years for my DJs, and we just called it being a promoter and being on a street Oh, yeah, that's you. That is all you, girl. (laughs) Do it. Um, so I found that that, that that was a thing, um, but you need a degree to even think of applying for any of those things. And I would love to write quest lines and characters and game stories. I've written a few just random things that have come to mind that would be cool to expand upon. 
but I wouldn't even That's know awesome. how to I wouldn't even know how to put my foot in the door that way because I cannot code to save my life. Like I don't even know how. The well, most I could do was HTML on MySpace and most of that was just memorizing how to like do the header and footer. But if you're producing if you're producing story and narrative content for gaming whatever yeah, but it's just then it's you getting a team. To know. It's getting on a team where that would pretty much be the only thing I could do. Like that and is and, coding, and, and coding is not a requirement for that, though, right? It shouldn't be. Well, no, but for if you're big name for writer. for big name companies, they normally take students right out of game colleges. So okay. there's a couple that are. Um, that there's like one in New Hampshire. There's one in Pittsburgh. I think um, those kids. I see them at PAX. Uh, those kids come in and they show their projects that they've been doing uh, for games, and those are the people that normally get chosen. I mean, Portal was created as just somebody like a small team's senior project or whatever and it was a com- it was almost a completely different really? game yeah it was uh i think i remember hearing something about that about portal but that was yeah it ago. was um i forget the name of it off the i top maxed of my out head. those achievements by the way I was, that was one of my <laughs> greatest achievements in my gaming history was getting all the all the unlocked achievements in portal gg First game I ever 100%ed was GG. Harry Potter. Lego Harry Potter years oh, one really? through four. I 100%ed that in, on 360. The- <laughs> Mad dumb, but I don't even I care. haven't played any of the Lego games, but oh the Lego, God. the Lego, I have a three-year-old and the Lego television show is a perfect go-to. We love it. I love it. He loves it. It's hilarious. Well, when you can finally get him to hold a controller, Lego games are the easiest, like one of the easiest things for kids to get into. They might have a little hard time with the Mario puzzles. I Mario Odyssey. Yeah. I mean, they just mess around. Kids just mess around. Mm-hmm. They don't even care they so if they're fun. winning. They they don't know what winning is. They're like, I'm supposed to collect how many moons? Now nah, I'm just going to jump into the lava because I'm Mario. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly that's pretty how they much, feel. pretty much how it went. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a lot of fun and it warmed my heart because we were playing Mario Odyssey and he just kept going, jump, jump. Aww. And then I was like, look, you got to throw the hat. And he threw the hat and he goes, hat? No. See, I love that. I mean, the, one of the... He just wanted to jump up and down. One of the first and smash things, boxes. I had to help him with the smashing the boxes, but... One of my first experiences as a kid was sitting on my uncle's lap when he was playing NES. I have a picture of me as a baby just sitting there, like, almost And the rest no is hint. history. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, after that, it was Nana didn't want to level grind in RPGs, and she didn't want to... So she would just hand me the controller and let me do all the work for her. <laughs> Someday you're going to be producing famous stories. Or excellent stories for famous video games, excellent narratives, and we're going to look back on not only your past achievements, but we're going to look back on this podcast, and we're going to say this is this is our first this is our first big promo. So you're saying that when, when I get so big, write your autograph down here so I can uh-huh. have it in my notebook. So, so when I get big, I have to come back on the podcast, is what you're saying, right? Yes, please. Or whatever <laughs> podcast you have at the time, it's, it's I'm required. Be, it's it it's to it's going to be this. This is <laughs> I've put all my time and energy into this podcast, so I'm really hoping that this works out. Because, yeah, just because it's all of my time. This is this is a second full time job for me. No, I can understand. This, this is the this easy is a part. Lot of work, yeah. And you're actually doing. Re- I hope I don't jinx it. You're doing. <laughs> you're doing really well. Well, I don't know if you remember this about me because it has been a while. But I don't shut up. I can just talk and go on a tangent. Oh, that's good. That's perfect for a podcast, girl. That's perfect. How for are we looking over there? Any questions on you now? No. I guess. I had I'd written down on my notebook to ask you about your future goals and ambitions, but I think we just covered most of that. Again, I go on tangents. If you could, <laughs> if you could pick though right now, because the gaming industry is in another like big cultural revolution. If you could oh, pick yeah. one gaming industry to work for right now to produce narrative content for, 
Who would you write for? And it's not restricted to the United States. To the United States. Um, Who would you work for? Well, see, that's that's hard because Big question. the bigger names are mostly publishers. Mm-hmm. And publishers will publish for several smaller companies. A game I want to talk about, or I don't know if we'll get to it. Oh, but... you brought notes. Oh, I have. You're of course. Awesome. I'm an English major. Of course, I take notes. You are notes. awesome. You're um, the first guest to actually bring notes. So there's a there's a game called A Way Out. It's coming out the end um, at the, towards the end of this month. And too it's... much anticipation. It's oh. on the I think it's on the Forbes list of games to play in. Is it March or April? It's March, it's going right? to be in this month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've heard very positive things about the release. So it is the or second the game to the release. that um it's the second game that's being directed and put out by this guy, uh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong because it's European, but like Joseph Fares or Fars. Um, okay. It might even be Yosef, but he's from Hazelite Studios. Possibly. He did Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Did you play that? No, but again, I heard good things. That game is incredible. So you play both brothers and you control one brother with one half of your controller and the other brother with the other half of your controller. Oh. It was very different. It was very it was very new for its time. It was cool. So that was the first game that he ever directed and put out with them. But that studio, their game is an EA game. Ugh. A we Way are... Out is an EA game. Um, and that's actually turned, what's really sad is that's actually turned a lot of people off from wanting to buy the game because it's EA. But you have yep. to remember that the publishers are the people with the money. The smaller, a lot of them, like EA has Total rights over Battlefront. That's what they do. But they did. How much do you? How much do you hate EA? I I, I joined the EA boycott. Here's the problem. But. I've I've done retail at a um at a game store that shall remain nameless. That's right. You worked for the Evil Empire. I did. That shall remain nameless. That shall remain nameless. Evil Empire. But gives you three dollars for twenty games. Um. So no, I when I worked for them. Well, I just I just got sixteen bucks for Metal Gear Survive, which I feel I feel like I robbed somebody <laughs> when I walked out of there. Probably. Because that game, you know what? Everybody, I'm saying it now. I'm sorry, Floriver. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry, Tumblr. I'm sorry. Anybody that listens, I'm sorry. I was wrong. The best way to play Metal Gear Survive is to throw it directly into the trash. And I. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I, sorry. I could have told you that from the beta. I. I Everyone wa- was saying that from the beta. Just throw it in the trash. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a couple of links to some YouTube channels you need to you need to start watching because they're they're especially their show of the weeks like the end of the weekend. Do you watch Angry so. Joe? Rarely, because he does a lot of spoiler stuff. But I loved his Destiny review. I thought it was hilarious. His Destiny two review was great. Um, his stuff's pretty good. No, but I I um reg I watch a lot of YouTube. It's it's sad, um, but regularly. For my gaming news and updates, I go to PlayStation Access and Outside Xbox slash Outside Extra. So it's two different channels. Outside Xbox does mostly the Xbox games, while Outside Extra does a lot of games outside of that. So they've they've done a lot of Switch stuff because Nintendo doesn't have their own channel like that on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as I'm aware, PlayStation Access definitely um, is owned by Sony. Like, like not owned, but they, they pay them. I mean, you can get a PlayStation Access theme for your ps4 like so i'm pretty sure they're i mean they're reporters that's what they are they're journalists they're game journalists that's another good job that you could potentially look into potentially yeah no it's it's on the list because <laughs> then i can just go to fun places and play games and then write about them but totally. i'm brutally honest so i'll tell you what's good about your game but i'll tell you when it sucks but that's a good thing because yeah. that's that's what we need <laughs> so that's that's part of this new gaming revolution is people actually not just praising games because they're part of a franchise or 
I mean, you'll still get the, uh, the fanboys slash girls over Ugh, stuff. But yeah, but yeah, I like a lot. A lot of people are more, they're honest, especially because now everyone can just sort of make a game and throw it up on Steam. Sort of like if, if that's what it feels like, that you can just create a game, put it on Steam, sell it for a couple bucks. I mean, Bendy and the Ink Machine. Yeah, was, it's it's was great. episodic. So what's what's <laughs> going on? What's going on with net neutrality? Has that been that's that's up for it? Because the last update that I received yesterday was that they needed one or two more official votes or signatures from senators. I believe, or they needed one more senator to sign it's, on on repealing it's hard. it. I've had. Two I think that was of, yesterday. I've had two of our representatives email me in the last week saying that they're I send working out emails towards, every week. Um, that they're working towards uh, towards trying to protect it. Um, but I, I don't know. Honestly, it, it makes me nervous. It does because the Ajit idea Pai that myself, as a gamer um, who lives with another gamer, and both of us play online games, and we use a lot. A lot of data, like a lot of gigs. Like and you're I, big on indie gaming too, and that that could threaten the it could threaten indie games. It could threaten this podcast. It's gonna threaten everything. I mean, think about it. If I can't afford to have the highest tier of internet, because with the with the gaming package, then I can't play games online, and that's gonna stop me from it's buying several hugely games. Hugely problematic. And if they ever put data caps on around here, that would be awful. I don't even want to talk. Like I could show you the data download from all the games I download because I will download games and then I will play them and then immediately uninstall them if I don't like them. <laughs> so I love that you get free games every month. Steam, Steam. I have Steam, but I don't. I don't play a lot of indie games. But you're going to introduce me so, to some wonderful indie games on this particular show. So we're going to talk about that. But just curious, what do you what do you have for consoles? You have a Switch, right? Um. To start? Well, my my roommate just bought a Switch actually, okay. so I haven't actually played it yet. I, I just bought one too. Like last but week. I have I have a Wii U that Tech I've had for a while. <laughs> um, I have my PS4. I play that a lot, and I just just rehooked up my 360. For why would you do that to yourself? Because it's <laughs> the only Xbox. way to play Fallout Three, Oblivion, and Kingdoms of Amalur. Okay, that's fair. Plus that's Mass fair Effect enough. Three. I never played that story. I know oh, it's bad. Really? Yeah, it took me forever to play I love one and Mass two. Effect. So I finally got through two with my Paragon, and then I wanted to get through with my Renegade, and I think I'm just going to skip it, not play the Renegade for two, and then just go to three with my Paragon, and if I ever decide to, go back and play my Renegade in two. So the one place where the this gaming revolution and this huge influx of independent commentators, the one place where it falls short is in the situation with Mass Effect Andromeda. Because oh Mass God. Effect Andromeda, I did, did you like the game or did you not like it? All right. I I thought it was okay. okay. That's the problem. After a while, it started to do to me we what, talked about this, right? what Dragon Age Inquisition did to me. Okay. Where it was just to go to the place, do all the quests, leave. Mm -hmm. And I think Andromeda had a lot of potential. And overall, I, I liked the story, but it right. did feel like parts of it were stretched out for no reason or rushed and i'm i'm actually really upset that there'll be no dlc right and that's that's exactly my point that is exactly my point but because because the pushback from fanboys and fangirls was so strong but that's that's your community they canceled it and they canceled everything they canceled the dlc they canceled patches well, they canceled um, updates some and of the people that thought it was oh that thought it was Good. Well, the, some of the DLC is going to be books, like um, so the Quarian arc. You can't play a book. No, you can't. But it's it's still the it's still the story of it, which is what it's worth. Um, but uh, like 
It just, it upset me. It did. Because it had Them canceling such all the potential. content, you mean? Just, no, the game in general. Everything. Like, I think I'd give it, like, a seven. Okay, Like, well, it had, like, you could get a decent amount of hours out of it. And you could fair. maybe that's justify reasonable. spending 60 bucks. That's, that's kind of how I see games. Like, if I can't justify spending what I spent on it, then you get a lower score. Okay. No, that's, <laughs> Which is why I end up buying a lot of games that's for totally cheap reasonable. when they're on sale. Because I'm worried that they're going to be bad. Um, the only reason I bought Destiny 2 right off the bat is because I traded in a bunch of games and had extra money. So I bought Destiny 2 for day one. And I had a lot of fun at first. I had a clan. I, I raided for the first time. For the first, for the first two weeks, you mean? A month. I think I went a month. I think I w- okay. we went almost a month. Um, played out of Sounds it. Sounds about the average for that game. I haven't bought Destiny the DLC, too. and I don't plan on it because Good. I heard F that that noise. I heard that twenty bucks is or twenty five dollars. Twenty bucks gets you recycled skins. Can we talk about that for a minute? Not enough for that short short story. It's super short, and I, that's what I can't do. Like ninety I don't like, minutes, right? I think so. actually, I think somebody said that they were able to finish the DLC in eighty. Yeah, you can speed run it. I mean, if you, if which you, is outrageous. That shouldn't, you shouldn't even charge for that. You don't charge 20 bucks. Like, Maybe $10? Maybe $5. See, that's the problem is you have to... Is but, then, but, but don't forget the recycled skins, to, though. Yeah, the but, recycled skins from, the, from Destiny 1, when they, they recycled old bosses from Destiny 1 and put them in Destiny 2 as new content. Well, I never did any of those raids, so it's new for me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, but that, and that, that's, I want to circle back to, that's what I mean is from working, so from working it's the like evil empire store that shall not be named, I learned What was that like, business. by the way? Was that terrible? No, actually. The only terrible part I ever had is when the Xbox One and PS4 came out and nobody had it yet, but people were coming in expecting us all to have had oh, it. Oh yeah. I had a lady look consumers. at me. She was asking about the Xbox One because she was thinking of buying it. Mm-hmm. And then I was answering her questions and then she looked at me and she went, do you think I could talk to a, a, a guy? They normally know more about this stuff. My, Are you serious? My favorite part is there were two other dudes in that store. I w- I my boss was across the room, I leaning on, an, on a gondola, staring at me. My jaw dropped. I downward glanced her. I turned, and I walked past the other employee. I didn't say a word. He walked over. She asked him a question. He goes, well, like she was saying. Or Good. like she Good was fam. saying. And then he was like, I don't know that, actually. Hey, Sam. <laughs> Because I think that was the best part is people are outra- the people, people I worked are outrageous. With, most of the people that I worked with were, you know, were very protective. We had a family at um, at one point, and cool. it was one of those things where we didn't want to enforce the stereotypes that people had. So mm-hmm. when people would purposely say like, well, "You're a girl, you don't know anything," then the guys would act like they had Just, no idea. Right and then of course there are seasonal hires, and then you get people who don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother rant. Seasonal hires in retail. I worked retail for about a year. I know what that's like. Oh my god. <laughs> I met a I met a, actually a few the really good in people. High school that come in. I, I met a really a few really good people. Um, one of the girls is actually a a cosplayer now, and she and she streams a little bit. And it's nice to see her come out of her show because when we when we hired her, she couldn't even talk to people. And I ended up giving her a list of like I gave her a pile of our flyers. And I asked her to stand over by the door and hand them to customers who came in and and, and greet them. You were always so good at that. That's your thing. And promotion you know, is your thing. Well, the thing is, is I get her up there and then she's having trouble. So I gave her a few tips. I gave her I gave her prompts. I was like, say this instead of this, and she did and a how lot to greet better. Customers. 
Yeah, and she did a lot better getting people to actually take the flyers and not just blatantly ignore her, which was really nice. That's and she cool. felt good it's after cool that. It's cool to see that confidence boost. Did she get any yeah. big sales on consoles? <laughs> well, it's... After, after you boosted her confidence? Well, she never really rung... She wasn't on the register. They, they do this thing where, like, most seasonals... Well, now I think it's all seasonals. None of them touch the registers. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, they just do all the other stuff. It's... Yeah. I don't know. That that company changes every like five months. They've they change definitely up been doing better about giving you more for your trade-ins. Well the, that's, that's definitely a, gone. That's up. a whole nother story. So I'm glad. The way I'm I explained that it that to somebody once is that I had a guy come in and he holy moly. Let's see, I think three three dollars for three. <laughs> like you well, said. The thing is is the best example I can have. Uh, a guy comes in, Call mm-hmm. of Duty Ghost is maybe a year and a half old at that point. Okay. Most everyone else has traded it in. All right. I'm in a store. I'm actually in the Fall River store. We had in the back, in boxes, just sitting there, 110 copies total in our wow. store, in one store. Every sounds, other store, both like Dartmouth stores, Fairhaven, none of them had less than 50 copies. So when this guy came in and we were offering him a dollar for his copy. That makes more sense. He was like, he was mad. And I said, dude, I will never sell your copy. I have a hundred and something. Every store around here has more than 50. Not to mention how many are sitting at the warehouse in every other store in the nation. You're lucky you're getting a dollar because basically the company is eating that money because right. they, they're never going to make that back. And I think that's, I mean, granted, they do make it back, but it taught me, like, it's weird. I've learned a lot of business from that company because I get it. I get how much profit is made off of new games versus used games versus accessories versus right. the random crap that they sell now. All that good stuff. So yeah. one of the things that we promised everyone we would talk about is VR gaming because that is one of your favorite. That is one of your I favorite do. I topics. Love my VR. So I know nothing about so this is one of the selling points for this podcast that it's guest centered. I'm not I won't ever pretend to be an expert on anything that I'm not an expert in. I will be the first person to tell you I don't know jack about something so i know nothing about vr so sam francis take a no nothing so take walk me through vr for beginners because this is one of your favorite topics it is i i love my vr take me into it take them into it take so there are three there are three main vr headsets that are out there that are big there's the htc vive the oculus riff and the playstation vr so those are what i the only one i've i've heard of the oculus Mm -hmm. and i almost i have i have the camera for a PlayStation, but it's for I use it for streaming mm-hmm. for the one or two people that might jump <laughs> on Tumblr that might jump into my Twitch. Yeah, um, it uses that camera to talk to the headset. The, there are lights on the headset that it uh, that it communicates with. But I have the PlayStation VR myself because I don't have a PC that I don't have a desktop right now that can run anything. My laptop even died, so I can't even play some of those beautiful indie games that I own on Steam. But the thing about VR is. There, it's it's getting there. It's getting very close to being amazing. And I think the problem is that a lot of people look at some of the earlier VR titles or experiences. I remember are, going into Walmart and they had that, the Wario, the old Wario from like 1992. <laughs> and it was, it was the red, uh, the red and orange and it had the grid and it was, it was basically like uh, the scene from episode four, Star Wars episode four, when... Luke puts when they put they use the targeting boy? computer. Uh, maybe is that what it was called? The Virtual Boy was it, Nintendo's <laughs> attempt at VR. It looked like looking through the targeting computer. 
in Star yeah. Wars. It I've I've played with one. That's funny. It made a lot of people sick. VR now <laughs> makes a lot of people sick, depending mm-hmm. on the motion sickness. Um, but different games are a lot imagine. better with giving you a, a focal point. So one of the things that you don't notice on your face is your nose. But it's there, and it gives you a point of reference. Hmm. So when you're playing a VR game, you don't have a nose. So a lot of the reasons why people get sick is because they don't have that focal point in front of their face to put them in it. So they just feel like they're on a roller coaster the whole time. Um, different um, different VR games and different sense. VR experiences and controls okay. can lessen it. So when I play Skyrim VR, I have to play it with the teleport controls, not the free walking, because unless you're unless like your weapons are out, you have nothing in front of you as a focal point. So just free walking makes me a little nauseous, while the teleporting doesn't at all. So what's the difference between free walking and teleporting? So free walking is um, like. Kind of when you play a game and you're making a character walk, you're okay. free walking. The teleporting is you use a, a certain button. It creates a, well, depending on the game, like in, in Skyrim, it creates a sort of like circle with a, with a line coming out of you to it. And you then can move that and it will basically just teleport you to that spot. So it's the further away in, in Skyrim, the further away you put that circle, the, the faster you run. But the character actually walks in the game no you... you just teleport it like it flashes black for like the, a millisecond and then you're over there i feel like that would make somebody more sick than actually free walking no i i mean some people but i can't do free like, walking what, it's... if you have a if you have a big open world though what do you just teleport around the whole thing well you have stamina you can't teleport like that far you can't teleport up cliff like well so, up, <laughs> you know and again i'm sorry because i know nothing about vr so is free walking, do you actually, like, do you move your feet when you free walk? Is that how that works? Mm, no. Um, well, the, the HTC Vive on the on the PC, they actually have this whole setup where you can create a Like room. HTC, like the phone company? Yeah, they make the Vive. That's, you're blowing my mind with this <laughs> VR stuff right now. I'm so the Vive, um, the Vive you can set up with a square mm-hmm. in your room, and you put and you four walk cameras. With that one? And you can move around in that square, and your character in the game will move around. Do they have any now, good games on that one? Um... A game that I played at PAX a couple years ago was this one called We Are Chicago. And while it let you walk around within that square, you still had to teleport mm-hmm. to get outside okay. that square. Um, but that game was really good. That, um I meant to buy it on my PC, and then my laptop died. Well, I, actually, I did buy it, and I just never got around to playing it. My laptop died, but I played it at PAX. And it was really good because it was, it was story-oriented. You moved around, you interacted, but it was telling, you, it was telling a story. And it was... I think the further it got into it, it was going to get into more like, because um, I think you were like in a, like an urban area. You were part of like a black family. What was this game called again? We are Chicago. Okay. Yeah, it's it was it's it's basically a way, and it's one of the things I love about indie games. But it was a way to sort of tell a story about people that you may not be able to know otherwise, okay. and it puts that you in the, in the, in their shoes. And you play a certain character, and you have interactions with other characters, and this is your family, and these your people, and you feel the things that happen to you. And I love indie games that do stuff like that. But it was cool playing because it's both in VR and not VR, so you can play either copy. Um, I bought the I bought the regular one, and then when they because they were still they were wow, still developing this, the VR you're version. Still blowing of it. my mind with all this stuff. This is cool. Um, they were still developing the VR version of it, but anyone who bought the original, the regular copy, would get the VR upgrade for free if they wanted it. If they had a VR on their computer to play it. Okay. So what's good on the Oculus? Cool. 
Well, the Oculus, um, the Oculus and the Vive, since they're both for PC, they actually work with a lot like of the any same PC games. Game? No, there are specific okay. games that are so compatible developer with Developer restrictions? VR. Yeah. Or, com- or compatibility restrictions? Um, Probably a little bit of both. Okay. But it's All mainly right. that, that if the sense. game isn't... So Sony's trying to push their own... Yeah, if the game isn't okay. created to have some sort of VR support, mm-hmm. there's no point putting it in VR. It's like watching YouTube on like my PSVR. It makes no sense. It just puts me in like a room. And the room is cool. Like, you, like when you go to watch Netflix or YouTube... In like VR, like it puts you up in a place. Like Netflix is cool because you can be in like a ma- on a mountain with a snow storm outside or on oh, a that beach, is, that is cool. and it just puts a giant so screen in front of you. And yeah, <laughs> television and movies. Yes, yeah, so you just turn around. And you're like, oh, oh I'm wow, on a beach. Yeah, it's um. I, it I need cool. to get into VR. I love my VR, dude. You know, no. So, but it's what it's different. It's yeah, but it's very cool. But it's it's going places. So when the VR first came out, a lot of a lot of the games were short. Some of them were a little messy. Some of the times they were putting just VR versions of games that were already out out. Like there's this game, Cat Lateral Damage, that I play on PS4 that I have on PC as well. Um, but there's a VR That's version a great title. of that. So you play a cat, mm-hmm. and you're you go around and you knock stuff off of everything. That it's is so much fun. incredible. My cat Pikachu is actually one of the. Why do I want to play pictures. that like right now? It's so good. You don't even know. That like, is the it. greatest idea for a VR game. Oh yeah. God. So so there's the regular version that you can play, but then they also added VR support, so you can put your headset on and be the cat. I need to play this. So that that brings us to indie games because we're sort of running out of time here. So. Mm-hmm. I promised everyone also that we would talk about some indie games. Yeah. So what do you think is the best platform for indie game right now is it steam or would it be one of the triple a uh, i mean honestly for indie games i would probably go with steam like okay. i don't i don't play too much like i said my laptop's broken so i don't really play too much but with steam you can pretty you, you can create a game and put it up and you can do it you can have it for just a free download like you can get you can get visual novels to horror games to walking simulators and i mean you can get some of those on the consoles too a lot of games that are really good started on pc and were and were ported to console when they made enough money for a larger developer to be like i can back you a little bit or for the the company itself to be like oh look we can afford to port it over to a console top five indie games that you would recommend to our audience okay um so i think the first one that i think our audience might like would be uh 2064 read only memories that's that the game the that, that i was you telling showed you about me. that looks yes. really good it um, looks really fun that game is a lot of fun i might play it. i was that a strong probability fun. that i will play that one at least no you should you you should you can buy it on playstation on the store and, and you said it's also lgbtqia friendly it right? is so it's okay it's this probably, is for our you now audience this is for, this is the lgbt tag this is uh, one of the most in. inclusive games i've ever played um because that was a big selling point you said right that it yeah. was all inclusive oh absolutely and the more i looked into it i was like well, i this mean is, there's a lot of stuff going there on are, here so they're the characters they feel real and natural when you play other games like i mean Which yeah great you can make you forced, can make your like skyrim character a, a lesbian you can make your fallout character gay you can romance same-sex characters in mass effect or yes, mass effect BioWare. Or, or yeah or dragon age the bioware romances but if it, it the story and the characters themselves really don't seem to change regardless of who you are as a character they don't like it's weird like the characters who will especially in like fallout 4 pretty much you can you can almost romance all the characters, whether you're a male or female, there's very few that you can't romance. Being one of the I other, I never got that that far into Fallout Four. I chose the ghoul. 
for my first character. Don't I don't know why. Don't ask. But do um, your thing, girl. We don't judge here. <laughs> you want you want to love a ghoul. You can well, love a ghoul. I wanted to love dance, but then I chose the institute. <laughs> so that didn't work out very well. Who was your Who was your romance in Andromeda? Sidebar, and then we'll come back to indie gaming. Um. Oh God, it's been so long. Suvi. Every every everybody that I know romance Suvi, but you know what? You know what? I, no, I, I, I romanced I, I the crap I... out of Reyes Vidal. That is a sexy man right there. Oh yes, wait, he's the um, and he uses he's the, the guy phrase on the, he's swanky. He's the guy on the planet, right? The bad guy. Yeah. Yes, he's the one I romanced because I tried Did you to really. I tried to. Yes, I Boom. tried to romance the uh, the the Scottish that... pilot, but oh, I yeah. messed up in a I. I looked away from the screen to touch my phone for two seconds mm-hmm. and missed a chance to kiss her, and that was it. In a, in one uh, of those cutscenes, and that was it. So it was gone. So I was like, "Well, Reyes Reyes Vidal is sexy virtual oh my man." God, candy. I love him. He's the best. <laughs> he really is. He that was is like so a, nice. That's actually possibly one of the best romance options I've ever experienced. In I a was video so game. sad that they couldn't take it further. Like I you know. couldn't like you. Go and to... he says swanky. I'm like, he's take so. Me he's so take good. me now. <laughs> But um, the swanky hideout. So, indie gaming. Uh, what was the name of the last game that you just recommended? Oh well, that was uh, so. Twenty sixty seven. Read only memories. Twenty sixty seven. Read only memories. I'm gonna check it out. Y'all should check it out too. Yeah, that that game is really four good. more titles you could recommend. I think we got about oh god, around even... five minutes. Oh, don't do so this to me. Start, um, we're gonna start wrapping it up. So I guess it. I can't even think of. It. I, I didn't have too much indie. I actually brought more to talk about VR. That's good. I, we, well, we covered but, it. We, I think we did a good job. Actually, covering I'll, so the VR. I'll talk about a um, a VR game that's sort of like an indie game. Okay, um, it's by right. it's by a publisher out in Pittsburgh. Uh, Real so quick, before you get into that, mm-hmm. where can people find twenty sixty four Read Only Memories? Is it Steam? It's on everything. Actually, everything. I'm pretty okay. sure they just released it on Switch too. So it's on Steam. I have it on PS4. I'm pretty sure they've got it out on Xbox One now. Um, oh, cool! Okay. It's a digital download, and they do have nice. disc versions. So basically anywhere. Okay. Yeah. It, I, like I was on the I was on their website last week, just looking at a few things to see if they had spanned out. And I think it's on Switch now, or it will be soon. Okay. Awesome. So it's on. It's pretty much on everything. You can find it anywhere. So rapid fire indie gaming VR. What's, um, what's so the I next expect title? you to die. Is amazing. Is that really what it's called? Yes. That's I love. So it's a, this is why I love indie games. So it's a super sleuth, like you're but I, but a su- James Bond type spy, um, and it's it's a sitting experience, but it's escape the room type. So it's a it's a puzzle, and you have these telekinetic awesome. powers, that, so that way you don't have to like lean too much to pick up everything. You just use your controllers and point and click. We're we're plugging a game about telekinesis on ESP <laughs> on the ESP podcast, which has Psychomantis in the intro. Ah. But um, I love I Expect You to Die. So I, I saw the trailer for that game like a night before. Is there the a humor before. element in there too? Like a humor fun element? Oh, it's so funny. Nice. It is. It's very funny. Um, but I saw the trailer for that game like the night or two nights before I went to PAX last year. And the first thing I do when I get inside that floor is go to the Indie Mega Booth. Like it's the first thing I do. Indie and Mega I'm, Booth. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a huge There's section a that's you. just a bunch if of If you like games. indie gaming, Indie Mega Booth at PAX Yeah, if you go to PAX, you got to go check it I'm out. I'm going to Anime Boston. But... <laughs> But I'm an anime I walked in there and the first thing I saw was I expect you to die like a big booth for them and I ran over and I made friends with their community manager Dwayne and he was so sweet making moves girl oh, yeah. networking it's all about <laughs> I'm you're good the networking at, well, queen I, I am <laughs> but he was he was so nice and they were really cool and I got in line and I played it on the um, Oculus first which was really cool and then I came back later. I brought people and sent people over to them just to try it out because it was, it was one of the VR games. Like people were in line for. I think there was an Outlast VR experience that people were trying to play. 
so they were trying to play that. So there weren't too many people trying to play this game until people realized it was VR, and then a lot of people were in line for it, which was really cool. Um, is that is that a troll, or is that the name of an indie game? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably a troll. I just ignore right. things. It was a, it was a ton of fun, and I loved their game. And they had me. Um, they asked me to come back to try it out on. Um, because I tried, I tried the first level out on the Vive, and I died a bunch of times. I accidentally shot myself in the head one time. Yeah, you can do that in that game. It's great. Um, and then they t- they asked me to come back and play it on the Vive c- controls, because the Vive hadn't been released yet. They were and still working the on it. One. They were it. still working on those controls and getting it to that. Um, so at the time, it was only out on Oculus supported. It was only supported for Oculus and then a, PR, a PSVR version. So I came back, and I played the second level, on the Vive, and the controllers between the the Vive and the Oculus are like, are they're similar, but they're super different. And then they're even like the PSVR controls are completely different from those two. It's very it's very weird. You have to get used to the controllers. It's like trying to remember where the X button is, you right. know, between. Well, it's like, it's like a whole new whole new anything. Yeah. So can can you bring up that outro music on your phone and uh, mm-hmm. let's let's get to let's do it at least one more and see how quick we can get through this last topic. So so you've plugged so uh, plug the it was it's 2064 read only memories right yep 2064 read only memories you can get it anywhere the next one was for vr expect, platforms yep and it was i expect you to die okay so give us give us another give us another indie gaming plug because your thing sam sam's thing is vr and indie gaming so the last 20 so, minutes for anyone just coming in right now has all been vr and indie gaming so one so of us through that thank i you, think one way. of my favorite games that i played i don't want i don't know if it really counts as a indie game per se but it was a smaller game produced um and then it um, I forget by who exactly. I know that's so bad, um, but it was it was put out by Ubisoft, and it's called um, Child so of Light. It's called Child of Light, and it's a it's a, like a turn based type I RPG, like but it also has a little um, it has different what, elements. What are to the it. platforms again? Um, that is also out on uh, PlayStation, Steam, and I believe Xbox. Yeah. Okay. So it's out on those three. And you said Child of Light is the title? Child of Light. Okay. It was only like 15 bucks when I got it, so it was actually really cheap, but it's a really beautiful story. I love that they do couplets. So there's like rhyming couplets as the dialogue, and then there's one character that messes that up every single time and doesn't rhyme for the last line, and everyone else gets really aggravated and says, I think you meant this, and makes up a word that would have rhymed. That's that's a simile. It's a synonym of what they used. It's so funny. That's It's... It's cute. It's very cute. That, that does sound kind of kawaii. So we're going to do the last thing we're going to do, and then we're wrapping up because we got the outro music playing because we're right about that time. Mm-hmm. Two games that you're looking forward to playing either in March or coming up in April that you're going to get that you're really excited about. And then I'll tell you mine, and then you can give closing thoughts, and then we're out of here. We have <laughs> All right, however, so, however long uh, Like I already is. said, A Way Out is going to be really, really good. I'm yes. super I'm super excited because it's going to bring – it's one of those games that wants to bring back couch co-op and actually sitting next co-op. to a friend and playing a game. Bring and it's it going to be split screen and it's going to be amazing because you're going to play one of two convicts escaping jail and then avoiding the cops. Um, that's the very basic of it. And then the other one is honestly Far Cry 5. I've only played Far Cry okay. Primal, but I've seen a lot of three and a, and a decent amount of four, like story-wise. I understand the concepts of it. And five just intrigues me. And because it's full co-op, like full co-op for the story, not just like drop in, drop out, like that's side what we stuff. Need, more full co-op. Because it's full co-op, I'm gonna think I'm, I think I'm gonna be, have a chance to play it more. Okay, so I'm excited. So the two games coming up for me: Shining Resonance Refrain, which is kind of like sounds like kind of Child of Light, like because it's uh, musical based, I believe. Have you played any of the other ones? No. Okay, no, I don't so think I have. 
watch the trailer because that trailer looks incredible. Yeah, Shining Resonance Refrain. It's a Japanese import. And what else do I want to play? Oh, yeah, Valkyria Chronicles 4. But in between, I'm just going to plug Monster Hunter as oh long God. as I can because one of the most incredible games of all time. I'm right played. before the fight with, with um. I just got near, the plus. Near Gigante. Near Gigante. Yeah, no. In plus level, right? I kind of just want to call him Nagiri. <laughs> near Gigante. Um, I give names to all those things. Like, I don't even care. The uh, I can't pronounce most of their names or remember most of their names, so they're all different stuff. I just ran into... The Beetlejuice Dragon. Oh, the B-52 Bomber? Yes! <laughs> what, what is it called again? Bagel Juice? <laughs> I don't know. It looks scary. I haven't fought Bailey it yet. Geese? Oh, yeah, it, just, it, it drops exploding dung on you. Yeah, I stopped playing for two weeks because I played Fallout 3. I put 50 hours in in a week and a half and finished the main story in one and a half of the DLCs. There's five of them. <laughs> so ESP003, Sam Francis, we talked VR, we talked indie gaming. Do you have anything else you want to add at the end of the show? Any one last plug? Give VR a chance. There's a lot of really good games out there. There's Arizona Sunshine, which is a zombie shooting game. So it's an action zombie shooting game for the VR that's much different from like Job Simulator, which is also a really, really good um, uh, VR game. And they're coming out with Vacation Simulator, which I'm assuming is going to be the same thing, but with vacations instead. Ooh, we got a trailer playing for something that we're gonna, that we're gonna. Wait, hold on, what was that? This is Marvel. That's okay. Okay, so now that was it. So give VR a chance. Give, give indie VR gaming a chance. a chance. ESP003. Thank you, Fall River Community Media. Thank you, FRC Radio. Thank you, You Now. Thank you, Tumblr. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you, everyone. I really want to end on that song, but it's always the old standby if we. Go through the other outro song. It's Heaven's Divide, which is my alarm clock, by the way. Best way to wake up. I tried playing Metal Gear Solid um, 5 Phantom Pain because it was free, and I downloaded it, and I tried it, and then I stopped playing. <laughs> it's not it's that I hate it. I'm just like, eh, I don't think this is for me, which sucks because most other games, I'm like, I'm going to stealth kill everything. <laughs> All my builds, Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout, I just sneak around and shoot things from in the back of the head. So yes, ESP003, thank you, Sam Francis, for joining us. Thank Absolutely. you, everyone. Not My lovely unicorns. Y'all are the best. Until next time, 004, we have El Newman. We're going to talk more gaming, more indie stuff, video game music next time. So join us in two weeks for ESP004 with El Newman. We're going to talk non-binary. We're going to talk non-binary fashion, non-binary makeup, what it's like to be someone who is non-binary as part of the LGBTQIA community. We're going to talk about again video game music, soundtracks, everything, a lot of music talk, a lot of video game talk, more everything, all the good stuff. So thank you. Join us in two weeks for ESP004. Thank you again for coming on the oh, show. Thanks for having me. And thank you, Stephen, for staying 10 minutes, 10 minutes late. We appreciate you and we love you. Love you, Stephen. All right, everyone. You, Have a wonderful you. night. ESP out. <laughs> <laughs>